Act Two of Andromache by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One, Hermione, Cleone. Yes, he shall see me, since you'll have it so. That pleasure will I grant him once again. Soon Pylades will bring him, but were I to use my judgment, it should not be so. What evil lurks there in the sight of him? Say, is he not the same Orestes still, for whose return you sighed a hundred times, whose love and constancy have been the theme of your regret? Paid with ingratitude. That love it is which makes his presence here repugnant, shame for me triumph for him to see my misery so like his own is that the proud hermione he'll say lo she who scorned me once herself despised the wretch who on her heart set price so high learns in her turn the pangs of outraged love oh heavens dispel these most unworthy fears too deeply has he felt your power to charm he comes to urge his love, not to insult. He brings a heart from which he cannot blot your image. But you have not told me yet. What writes your sire? If Pyrrhus still delays, and if he will not let the Trojan die, my father bids me with the Greeks depart. Tis well. Then hear Orestes. You at least may finish that which Pyrrhus has begun. You must forestall him to obtain success. Have you not told me that you hated him? hate him cleone can just pride do less when he forgets the favour freely given that heart was treacherous which i learned to love too dear he was not to be hated now fly from him then and since you are beloved ah let my rage have time to grow more strong leave me to guard myself against my foe cleone it is terrible to part and he will force me to it, but do well, the faithless wretch. Wait you for some new wrong, to love his slave before your very eyes? What more can make him odious if not that? What greater insult can he offer yet? Had he known how, he would have left undone nothing that could displease you. Why provoke fresh torture? I would fain disguise the truth. Try to believe not what your eyes have seen. Think that my love is banished give me joy that i have conquered and my heart is steeled against its weakness make me think so too you would have me fly there's not to hinder it let us depart and leave him to enjoy a conquest that degrades him to his slave himself submissive let us fly but what if faith and duty should reclaim his heart if he should crave his pardon at my feet, and love have power to make him all my own. But no, he only seeks to humble me. Let us stay to mar their happiness, finding some pleasure still in spoiling theirs, or making him renounce his solemn pledge, render him guilty in the eyes of Greece. Already I have drawn upon the sun their anger, 
I would have them ask of him their mother too. And so those pangs repay which she has made me feel. Let her lose him, nay, let him cause her death. Think you that she, whose eyes run down with tears, can pleasure find in trying to supplant you? That bowed down with grief, she courts her persecutor's love? What signs have shown her anguish, soothed thereby? Why is her soul then plunged in misery? Why against a favoured lover so severe? Ah, I have lent too credulous an ear, too faithless vows, and uttered what I felt. I saw no danger in sincerity. My eyes unguarded let their secret out, and my own heart pleaded his cause too well. What woman would not have declared her love, as I did, trusting to his solemn oaths? Did his eye scorn me then as it does now? You cannot but remember, all combined to aid his suit, my family avenged, the joy of Greece our vessels charged with spoils from Troy, his father's exploits by the sun's eclipsed, his passion deemed to pass my own, my heart, yes, and his fame even dazzled you. Ever he betrayed me, all of you conspired to the same end. Enough, if Pyrrhus has, I have not ceased to feel. Orestes' heart is noble as his deeds, and he can love without return. I, and perhaps can make himself beloved. I'll see him. Look, he comes. Ah, me, I had not thought he was so nigh. Scene 2. Hermione, Orestes, Cleone Sir, shall I think some tender traces left of formal love prompt you to visit me in my distress? Or is it duty's voice, and that alone which urges you to come? Such is the fatal blindness of my heart, known to you well, that I am destined still to come, and come again to worship you, in spite of all my vows to come no more. To see you will, I know, reopen wounds. Each step that brings me near makes me forsworn. I know it, and I blush thereat. But heaven, that saw how our last parting wrung my heart, be witness how I strove to free myself by certain death, from oath so hard to keep and ceaseless torture, how to savage tribes whose gods are only pleased with human blood i offered life they shut their temple doors sparing to take such willing sacrifice to you at length i must come and from your eyes must seek the death that shuns my close pursuit and their indifference shall end despair they need but cut the last fond cord of hope to bring the fatal hour for which i yearn they need but say what they have said before said always for a year past, that has been my only aim. Be yours, the victim's blood that Scythians might have split instead of you, had any so relentless there been found. Have done, sir, with these accents of despair. With matters more momentous you are charged. Why talk of Scythia or my cruelty? Think of the many kings you represent, and must their vengeance on your transports hang? Is it Orestes' blood? that they demand discharge the office they imposed on you pyrrhus refuses and my task is done madam he sends me back some other power makes him defend the cause of hector's son false and forsworn 
So, ready to depart, my own fate at your lips I come to learn. Ere uttered your reply, I think I hear that you detest me in your secret heart. What always so unjust? Why will your grief forever of my enmity complain? How have I shown the harshness that you blame so often? Twas obedience to my sire that brought me hither. But who knows if I have not been sick at heart since then and shared alarms no less than yours. I may have shed in this epirus bitter tears, and none can say I have not sometimes wished you here, despite my duty. Wished me here? Oh, joy! But can it be to me that you address these heavenly words? Open your eyes and see Orestes, upon whom they frowned so long. Yes, you, who first taught them to know their power, whose love with their attractions grew, whose worth I could not but esteem, and who have had my sighs, and whom indeed I fain would love. I understand how hopeless is my lot. Your heart is given to Pyrrhus, and to me vain wishes. Ah, you need not envy him, unless you crave my hatred. Yes, for then love well might follow from a source opposed. I cannot please you whom you fain would love, but if you wish to hate me, love alone would be obeyed, and I should win your heart. Ye gods, such worship and such tender love, speak they not for me? Could you lend an ear? Your voice alone supports a prior claim for Pyrrhus. It may be against your will, against his certainly, for in his soul he hates you, loves another. Who has dared to tell you that he scorns me? Have his looks and words revealed it? Think you that my eyes can light no lasting fire but soon must rouse contempt? Perhaps more favorable judge may somewhere else be found. Tis well to taunt me thus. Am I the one who scorned your charms? Have you not tried my constancy enough? Am I a witness that your eyes lack power? Despise them. Ah, how gladly would they see my rival so despise them as do I. What care I, sir, whether he loves or hates? Go, and against a rebel arm all Greece. Pay him the price of disobedience. Go, let them make this land a second Troy. Will you say now my heart is given to him? Madam, do more, and come to Greece yourself. Will you remain here as a hostage? Come, to every heart let your fair eyes appeal, till common hatred prompts our joint attack. What if he read Andromache meanwhile? Madam! What deep disgrace must then be mine to have this Phrygian woman hold my place? And yet you hate him. Madam, own the truth. We cannot shut love's fire within the breast. Our very eyes betray us. Silence, speech and fires we hide in vain burst forth more fierce. Your mind is prepossessed, I see it well, and spreads a deadly venom over my words, in every argument detects deceit, and thinks my hatred prompted by my love. I must explain myself, and you shall act accordingly. You know twas duty led my footsteps hither, and detains me here. I cannot leave till Pyrrhus or my sire compel me. 
make my father understand the foe of Greece will form no marriage bond with us. Between the Trojan and myself, make Pyrrhus choose which he will keep and which dismiss. Farewell, I wait but his consent to follow you. Scene 3. Orestes. Yes, you will follow me, no doubt of that. Already his consent is sure, nor need I fear that Pyrrhus wants to keep you, for he has no eyes for sooth save for his dear Andromache. All else irks him and seeks some pretext that may part himself and you. One word and all is done. What joy to rob Epirus of a prize so rare! Troy's relics she may save, and keep unharmed brave Hector's widow and his son, and thousand others. Tis enough for me that, ne'er again to see thee or thy prince, Hermione departs. Good fortune brings him hither. To such charms, love, close his eyes while we hold converse. Scene 4. Pyrrhus. Orestes. Phoenix. I have sought you, sir, to own that, in a fit of violence, I fought against your reasons. Since I went, their justice and their force have shown themselves. I feel, like you, that I have thwarted Greece, my father's efforts, and, indeed, my own, in aiding Troy, frustrating all achieved both by Achilles and myself. Nor now do I condemn resentment, which was based on solid ground. Your victim soon shall be at your disposal. By this firm resolve, prudent as firm, a caitiff's blood buys peace. And, to assure you further, I consent to wed Hermione, the pledge of peace forever. Such a pleasing spectacle can have no better witness here than you, who represents all Greece, and most her sire, for in yourself his brother lives again. Go to her. Tell her that tomorrow morn I will receive her at your hands with peace. Orestes aside great gods scene five pyrrhus phoenix well phoenix has love won the day say do your eyes refuse to know me still i see you as you were that righteous wrath restores you to the greeks and to yourself no more the plaything of a servile flame. Tis Pyrrhus, tis Achilles' son, and more his rival, who at last obeys the laws of honor, and a second triumph wins o'er Troy. Say, rather, that my victory begins today when I can feel its joy, and my heart, lifted from its low estate, seems to have triumphed o'er a thousand foes in crushing love. Think, Phoenix, what a host of troubles I avoid that follow close on passion. How content to sacrifice duty and friendship, danger I despised, courting destruction from the arms of Greece, might I but win a single look of love. I bless, my lord, the kind severity which gives you back. See how she treated me. I thought that, when the mother's fears were roused, she would have yielded for her infant's sake disarmed by his caresses, but I found no signs of weakness mingled with her tears. Embittered by her woes, more fierce she seemed each time the name of Hector passed her lips. Oft as I promised to protect her son, tis Hector, she would say, as in her arms she held him. His those eyes, that mouth, the heart already bold, 
my husband I embrace in this his image. Does she think that I will let her keep him thus to feed her love for Hector? Such were doubtless the return that she would make. But leave her now. I see how consciousness of beauty flatters her, and makes her proudly wait, despite my wrath, to see me at her knees. Rather at mine I'll see her crouch in vain. Eternal hate parts Hector's widow and Achilles' son. Then speak of her no more to me, my liege. Go, see Hermione, and at her feet be your sole thought her pleasure, and forget what's past. Prepare her for the nuptial rites yourself, nor to a rival leave that task who loves her but too well. Think you she will be jealous if I wed Hermione? What, harping on the Trojan woman still? What matters it to you, if vexed or glad? What spell attracts you towards her, in despite of your own will? I have not told her all I mean to say. I showed but half the rage I feel. She knows not what a bitter foe she has in me. Let us return and flout her vengeance, to my hatred give full scope, and see her pride and beauty in the dust. Come. Go and cast yourself before her, sir. Go swear that in your heart you love her still, and so encourage her to scorn you more. I see you think my heart, ready to find excuses, hankers after her, and seeks atonement. Yes, you love her. That's enough. Love her, forsooth, who hates me all the more, the more she's flattered, friendless, with no hope but over me. A stranger, I, a slave. I can destroy her son, perhaps I ought. To her I give that son, myself, my throne, and in her treacherous heart can gain no rank better than that of persecutor. No, no, I have sworn it, my revenge is sure, and shall for once her hatred justify. Her infant I abandon, let her shed what tears she may, call me whatever name anguish can prompt. Ah, what a sight to-day her eyes will see! Phoenix, twill be her death, and I shall cause it, yea, myself shall hold the dagger to her breast. Why blazon it abroad? Too highly did you rate your strength some hours ago. Pardon the tenderness of an old wound. You need not fear it, matched with my resentment. Tis the final spark of love extinct. I'll follow your advice. Must I give up her son, and must I see the princess? Yes, sire, and with humble vows assure her. What I promised, I'll perform. End of Act Two